You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Think about if you acted on every idea. Um, perhaps you may have several businesses right now, right? You may be a multimillionaire because you acted on those ideas. Who knows? However, think about it from this standpoint. If you acted on every one of those ideas, perhaps you may be overwhelmed all the time. Perhaps you may be having difficulty managing the different businesses that you have. You may be having difficulty managing the moving, different moving parts. Even as uh, for myself, being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, as they would call, them, uh, call me, it's sometimes interesting because I have these ideas for my business, but at the moment, I am not at a scale where I can do that. Um, but let's talk a little bit deeper. Some of the ideas that I have are good ideas, but a lot of the ideas that I have, number one, are not tied to my identity. Secondly, they're not, I, uh, they're not connected to a need or a gap or they don't answer a question. You just heard the voice of identity strategist, Michael Weston. Michael spent 10 years as a marketing and branding expert, and now he focuses on helping clients identify breakdowns by discovering their identity. Michael wants to invite new entrepreneurs to a live interactive course where you will receive real-time feedback and support as you begin to develop your new identity aligned business. The name of the course is Fresh Idea Nati. And we'll explore these three questions. Who am I? Who is my idea for? And how does my identity connect to my idea? For more information and to sign up for the course, visit www.fresh dot supernormal dot com what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments So knowing who you are is a very, very vital key in life. I'm telling y'all, y'all got to go out and find out who y'all are. Not that, not you being a musician, not you being a preacher, yeah. not you being a, a, a driver or whatever it is that you do as a career or a hobby. You got to know who you specifically are. You got to know those main components of who you are. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. Now, if you have listened to any part of the podcast or any episode of the podcast, you already know that we have scratched that word difficult out and we have replaced that word with defining. Why? Because we have the right, the ability, and the responsibility to define moments and not allow moments to define us. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I am your trusted voice of transformation. I teach individuals how to revolutionize their lives through 
purpose identification and execution. And I'm excited to be with each and every one of you on tonight. Listen, we got an amazing guest. We're about to get to him. But before we get to him, there are some things that I want to go over with our listening audience. Uh, some of you have been faithful listeners since the conception of the What Now podcast. And some of you have even listened to my other radio show, uh, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through organic conversations. And some of you know the Transformation Radio has been on a sabbatical. We've been on a sabbatical. <laughs> sabbatical sabbatical. We've been taking a break. And uh, one of the things why we were taking a break was I wanted to reassess some things and look at the vision as God had given it to me completely. And I wanted to make sure everything that I do, I just don't want to produce great content or good content. I want to make sure that the content that I put out is packed with purpose. I want to make sure that it's connected to what the creator has called purpose and design me to do. I also don't want to duplicate content. There's no need of having two shows that essentially do the same thing when I could just have one show and combine the both of them. And that's what we are doing. Moving into 2021, I am taking Transformation Radio, intertwining it with the What Now podcast, and producing what you are going to see. And what you're going to see is the What Now podcast, but it's going to be on the Transformation Network. It's bigger than than what I thought. It's bigger than what I could even think. I could imagine the things that God has given me to do. So we're about to do some great things. And I'm not going to be one that tells you everything we're going to do. I'm just going to say stay tuned and watch. But I didn't want you to be confused by what we are presenting. So I appreciate each and every one of you. I thank you for your listens. I thank you for your reviews. Those Apple podcast, uh, Apple podcast users, I thank you for those stars. I thank you for the emails, the support. I just thank each and every one of you. Why? Because there would be no radio show or podcast without any of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So now, tonight, let's get to what we're going to be talking about tonight or whenever you're listening. You may be listening to this on today. I have an amazing guest, as I said. Now, you know, uh, usually I do on this show read or play uh, bios, but I'm going to the concept we had on Transformation Radio, where I will post a bio. You are welcome to read it. I encourage you to read it. But I want you to be introduced to the greatness of our guests just by hearing them and engaging in conversation with them. All right. So tonight, without any further ado, I want to welcome to the show. Listen, he's an, a best-selling author. He is a dog trainer. He's a business owner. There's so many things that you could say to describe him, but I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. So I want each and every one of you to help me welcome Mr. Andre Hudson Jr. to the show. Andre, how are you tonight? I am good, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited about this conversation. I believe that yes. people's lives are going to be transformed just by hearing your story and hearing about your personal relationship with God and how you have taken everything that you learned and turned that thing into a business. Yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. So here we go. I'm going to ask you an icebreaker question. I like to start every conversation with an icebreaker question. So if you could push one button, and change one of the things that's going on in the world right now, what would be the thing that you would change and why? For me, I would change this COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. And the reason I would change this pandemic is because, one, we have lost so many loved ones in just a matter of, you know, a moment um, Mm -hmm. because of this COVID-19. And so because of that, you know, it shut down a lot of businesses, a lot of jobs. So I would literally hit that button on the COVID-19 to get some normalcy back. Understandable, understandable. And I believe that's what a lot of people would say because none of us were prepared for it. Exactly. And, and <laughs> people can say, yeah, I saw this coming. We always have those people that see stuff after the fact. But to be honest, none of us were prepared for it, especially at the scale that it, it spread so rapidly and then for it to calm down and then to come back again and spread rapidly. My 
prayer is just that people will, regardless of how you feel about wearing a mask, please wear a mask and keep the social distancing and, and practicing uh, even with your eating habits. Make sure that you're eating what you need to eat to build up your body so it can fight it off. I mean, it is able to be fought off, but we have to make sure we're doing our part as well. Exactly. All right. So now here's what I want to do. I want you to introduce yourself to our listening audience. I want you to go as far back as you desire to go. The show's <laughs> called What Now? So I want to know how you got to who you are now, but I want to know a little backdrop of it before you got to where you are now. Okay. So for all of those who don't know who I am, I am Andre Demetrius Jr. I am a 28-year-old entrepreneur. Um, I am a young man that came from a family of a single mother of two. Uh, my mother raised me. I was in a fatherless home. My father was not present. Um, my father went to jail when I was two years old. Um, and he's just now becoming back present, um, in my life as of six months ago. Um, and so I, um, again, came from a, a fatherless home, home with a single mother, um, had to work jobs at a young age to help you know, my mother take care of bills and help raise my little brother. Um, and all of that helped me develop my career of loving animals and starting, you know, my own dog training business, um, becoming a licensed veterinarian technician. And now um, in 2022, um, I will be becoming a full uh, veterinary of medicine doctor. Um, and so I'm super excited about that as well. Um, and so again, like you said, I literally came from the bottom and made it to the top now um, of who I am at this particular point in time of being, you know, a number one international best-selling author and co-author of not one but three amazing books and working on the fourth one. So I'm actually excited about that. I'm also a minister of an amazing, amazing church, the City of Refuge Church Incorporated. Um, I'm also an animal behaviorist and a pet nutritionist. So I'm actually super excited. And also next year I'll be graduating and I will be a officially as well a dog groomer. So, you know, I'm I'm accomplishing a lot of things. That is a awesome and amazing story. And it shows that you can defy the odds because we know what statistics say about a single parent home or a fatherless home. We already know what those statistics say, but we understand as well that we have the ability within ourselves because of who created us, you know, to defy them odds and accomplish anything that we set our heart and mind to accomplish. So I want to ask you a question first. You talked about you are about to be an animal behaviorist. What is that? So animal behaviorist, I'm a, I am animal behaviorist now. Okay. Um, animal behaviorist is someone who actually um, develops a relationship with animals when it comes to their behavior. Um, a lot of times, um, people who have dogs that deal heavily in aggression, um, or uh, not just aggression, but dogs that really are really dangerous in this community, such as, again, there's 10 different types of aggression, so it could be any one of those types. It can even become to where dogs have fought another dog, and they become a dog that is considered a dangerous dog. So an animal behavior is someone that comes in and steps in um, to communicate with owners about what are the next steps that they can pet when a trainer can't help, when, you know, another type of specialist can't help, what is um, the last resort? And that last resort majority of the time is going to an animal behaviorist who can actually help, you know, get down to those fine, nitty-gritty um, details on how to actually transform this dog's life without the possibility of euthanasia, without the possibility of being home. So it's really, it's really key and vital to actually, you know, thank God for animal behaviors because they're, they're very, very, very scarce. So I know I'm the only one right now in Delaware that I do know of. And I love that because as you were talking, I was thinking about um, some of the things I used to do in the school system as a behavior specialist. And it seems like what you, what I was doing for you know, those children, those students, mm -hmm. it seems like that's the same thing you were doing for those animals. And that's what I want to ask you next. 
why do those type of animals appeal to you? Or why do you find yourself drawn to those type of animals? I'm drawn to those type of animals because of the simple fact that a lot of them never get a second chance. And in the in the real world, human beings with us in today in today's society, we don't get a second chance. A lot of times we mess up one crime and we're going for the rest of our life and it's over. And so because of the fact that I love to work with these animals are deemed dangerous and technically they're really not. It's just that they were in a predicament at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um and because they're in that predicament, I like being a second chance person and giving them the life that they deserve without being euthanized. A lot of them just need rehabilitation and some new structure and a new game plan on life so they can live it up to the utmost to the fullest. And so that's what really intrigues me on these on the aggression side of being an animal behavior from aggression on the aggression cases because they don't never get a second chance. And so that's why I rescue them and I like working with them because I am able to give them a second chance. Awesome, awesome. Now, I have a question for you concerning that as well, because as you were talking, I could personalize that, you know, with my own personal life. And I want to know if you could personalize that. You said two things. You said all they needed was a little rehabilitation and new structure and that second chance. Have you ever experienced that in your life? And how did that experience for you work out? And was that beneficial for you? on a personal level. Yes. So my rehabilitation part um, came in when I first came over into Delaware to the city. From the city of refuge uh, with Apostle Rose. Um, and so because of that rehabilitation where he, you know, um, helped me become a better man, helped me become a better business owner, helped me become better spiritually, naturally, um, and physically and mentally and emotionally, um, I can say that it truly has helped me in the end to where now I've gained a lot of new structure on how to go about doing or go about how living life, um, and also how to properly run and have an effective business as well as being a, an effective minister, speaker, um, in my actual natural life and spiritual life. Fit for sport, fit for life. Numa Wellness and Spa offers mobile massage services. Gordon Walker Jr. specializes in deep tissue and sports massages. Massages range from 60 to 90 minutes. Numa's hours of operations are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Happy hours are between 1.30 p.m., and 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. During this time, clients receive massages at a discounted rate. Gordon also specializes in paraffin treatment, ear candling, mobile first aid, CPR, and AED classes, as well as mobile notary services. Coming soon, Zumba and yoga classes. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit www dot numa wellness spa dot com or email them at newmade seven eight one six at gmail dot com newmade is spelled p n e u m a d e or you can call them at three zero two nine nine zero eight nine zero seven Awesome. Awesome. Because I believe that that is so important. I think sometimes in life, we're so quick to give up on ourselves, on yes. others, on opportunities, because we feel it's just too much work. It didn't work out. Just leave it alone. 
but thank God for those who are willing to step in and be that rehabilitation center for us or however we define it so that we can begin to grow and take that time to develop and discover exactly who we are. Now, with all the accomplishments that you've had so far, I'm sure you have faced some obstacles. And that's one of the things that I like to talk about on this show is because I want people to understand that success is in their hands. It's right there before them. It's not how rough it is or how tough it is. It is what you do with those moments. So let's talk about some of the obstacles that you face, some that you're willing to share, and how you overcame those obstacles. So um, there were some major obstacles that I faced. Um, one that I faced in my, like I said before in the beginning, was not having a father. Um, that was a major, major obstacle for me. Um, I, you know, not growing up without a father, without having that um, person there to help guide me, to be there, you know, with my first, my first of everything in life, it was so hard not having a present. And, you know, seeing other kids have their dads there and dads coming to American Education Week, all that kind of stuff, it really affected me. And so I blamed a lot of stuff for my father, not for my father, for my, because of my father not being there, I did. Um, and so another obstacle that I blamed on was my molestation rape that I faced. You know, I was raped and molested from ages 5 to 17, you know, 12 years worth of that. And I blamed that on my father. Like, man, you should have been present. You should have protected me. You should have been there. You should have been covering me. I wasn't getting hurt. I wasn't getting harmed or be in danger. And I blamed that on my father. But I had to learn how to overcome that. And another thing that I faced was, you know, self-identity. I didn't know who I was. And that's a major one right there um, in today's society, too, is a lot of people don't really know who they are and who they are. And so I had to learn that and be rehabilitated in order to find out who I was after I overcame obstacles. And now, at the age of 28, I finally figured out who I, who I am and whose I am. And then I'm now I've overcame the molestation rape. And I overcame my daddy issues, which was another amazing thing as well. So it's, it's these obstacles that come in our way. Yes, they may, you know, stagnate us. They not, they shouldn't stop us, but they may stagnate us or have us a little dormant. As long as you push past them and keep your focus forward and allow God to do it, you will overcome those obstacles with no shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I like to talk about obstacles because I want our listening audience to understand that we all have a story. We all have a story. There is a beautiful part of the story that sometimes seems to be shown, and we never seem to talk about some of the backdrop of it. And I know there's a lot of people that are out there, and you're in that backdrop of your story. So you feel discouraged. You feel as if there's no way, no how. You feel as if what Andre is talking to you about is impossible for you. But this young man just shared to you two obstacles that he faced that many people face. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Many people don't face. They just live, go throughout life existing, never facing those elements of their lives. And when we don't face those elements of our, our lives, we have that unfulfillment inside of us. And he's showing us how important it is for us to face those things so that we can accomplish the goals that we have set before our lives. Because success is out there, as I say all the time. There, There is greatness out there, and there's greatness on the inside of us. But sometimes we never tap into it because we don't like to relive some of those things that we went through in life. Now, I want to stay here just for a minute because you said something about uh, your molestation. You said that you blamed your father for it, okay? How did you get beyond that blame and then understand, okay, this is something now that I need to deal with beyond me blaming my father to get to the place where you dealt with it and now you are where you're at now? Well, <laughs> that was a whole process. Um, mm -hmm. So I blame my father for not being, the reason I blame my father for my great in the beginning was because I felt as though that he was not there to protect me from it happening. 
Um, and I had to get to a point where, you know, I had to sit back and reflect on things that, you know, had happened to me during that time and I had realized that I was the one that really put myself in the situation, um, and put myself in that moment. And so, um, the way I took the blame off my dad was one, I had to pray about that thing and I had to really seek God on, you know, dealing with my deep debt, my deep debt insecurities, issues that I was facing at that time. And so I had to get him to reveal to me, what is it with me why I'm doing that? Um, so sometimes I had to get by myself and literally sit back and talk to God like, God, what? Why am I, you know, blaming my dad and why am I doing this? And what, but why me? Like, can you talk to me about me? Tell me about me. And, you know, I blamed a lot. Not just that, but I blamed a lot on my father. But the way that I had to overcome that thing was I had to pray. I had to seek God, of course. I had to fast, consecrate. I had to do all of that in order for me to get over that. But the number one thing that really helped me, um, which you have been an experience too, was back in 2017, living in here in Dover, um, you were present when I got that healing moment um, where my people that, you know, hurt me forgave, asked for forgiveness. Um, and that was a major step on my behalf of being, being able to release that thing and feeling relieved. And I had to forgive them, but I also had to forgive myself as well because I also blame myself because I put myself in that predicament and never spoke up, never said anything about it. So I blame myself. So forgiveness was a major key. I had to forgive myself, but I also had to forgive them. But then it dawned on to me after a while that, you know, like I told and that's for forgiveness. I said, you know, hey, it's okay. At the end of the day, God knew what he intended. God had a purpose behind it. He had a plan behind it. And at the end of the day, I'm a living witness testimony to it. But I know how to talk to people that are going either through the situation, have been through the situation, to get out of the situation and be an overcomer as well and a conqueror through this. And so now that I have overcame this, it's been such a relief because forgiveness was a major key for me. It, I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive my father for blaming him. I had to do that as well because that would eat up somebody's conscience that you're blaming them. And so forgiveness became a major key along with prayer and supplication as well. Forgiveness is so powerful. I tell people all the time. A lot of times we think we are forgiving others for them. When in all actuality, we're forgiving others for ourselves because carrying around that extra weight is not healthy, whether that's spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, it's just not healthy. And when we lift that burden off of ourselves and understand the, the power that we possess over that thing, sometimes we think that they are the most powerful one and we have to wait for them to do something. We don't realize the power that we really possess as it relates to our own personal right. life. Now you hit a couple trigger words and I want to, I want to stay there and talk about these trigger words before we okay. transition. I uh, wanted the trigger words you hit was insecurity, insecurities. Now let's talk about that as a young man, uh, you know, growing up the way that you grew up, we all have our own insecurities. How did you overcome some of your personal insecurities? And if you fight, face some of them today, what are some things that you, some tools, techniques, or strategies that you use, because a lot of people are out there struggling with those insecurities, and it's keeping them locked in a box, never stepping out to begin to execute purpose. Uh, well, one thing, there's two, there was two major insecurities for me. Um, one, I was so insecure about my weight, and I was mm -hmm. insecure, had a lack of confidence, and a lack of self-esteem. Um, mm -hmm. And those are some major insecurities for people now, which really weigh their confidence and their self Three things are some major um, insecurities for people. And so the way I had to overcome it is, you know, one, with my weight, I had to remember, first of all, my parents are skinny. And I just had to, I felt to realize, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to gain no weight. <laughs> I'm going to gain it. I may lose it. It may happen when I hit my 30s. I don't know. But at the end of the day, um, I had to realize that 
um, my weight should not matter on depending on who is looking at you and who's not looking at you. Your weight should not matter because at the end of the day, you are you, and nobody can't tell you otherwise. So you are your you are your own being, and so other people shouldn't be able to tell you or 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 put you down or give you a uh, uh devalue your uh your weight size. And then you know another thing was the the confidence. I wasn't confident in everything that I put my mind to. I wasn't. I was hesitate. I was, I had hesitation on 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 stuff. I really wasn't. I wasn't confident with my look. I was like, should I post this up? Should I do this? Should I wear this? Should I make my hair like this? Should I put in contacts and my eyes fake ones? Or should I? So my confidence was a big one that I had to overcome. Um, a lot of people have a lot have really bad have a really bad sense of um, a lack of confidence. And when you rebuilding your confidence up, baby, you got to be strong in that of your confidence. You got to be strong. You got to stand firm on it. And you don't let nobody sway you to the left or right at all when you are confident. You got to stand strong in that thing. And you mean that thing. And you don't move from it. You become immovable in it. Um, and lack of self-esteem. My self-esteem used to be so low. But now, baby, I'm conceited. <laughs> I'm conceited, but I put pictures up and everything else. I just, I'm sexy. I'm a king. I'm a warrior. I, oh, I do it every day because that helps build your confidence up. It builds your confidence up. But because I'm such, because I had a big issue with my weight, now I'm posting pictures up of, you know, of me being skinny and still, I'm still the sexy skinny guy. <laughs> every day I'm posting because my thing is you gotta be up. You gotta be your number one fan. When nobody else is going to be your number one fan. So you got to make sure you lift yourself up. Don't sway from it. Stand firm with it. And I've, I've encountered people that would say, well, I don't think I should wear this. Well, I'm not cute enough. No, you got to be confident in, in your looks. Cause at the end of the day, nobody has a say about what you look like, how you look like, what you wear, what you don't wear or none of that. Cause at the end of the day, one, they don't buy your stuff. <laughs> and two, you are your own self. And the only person that really matters at the end of the day is God himself. He's the only person that will tell you certain things. And he'll whisper in your baby, don't wear that. Don't go out in that. But at the end of the day, you got to be your own supporter, your own fan. You got to be your own fan base. You got to boost yourself up. And don't worry about these naysayers. Don't worry about these other people that have put, that try to put you down. Because at the end of the day, it's all out of jealousy and fight. They're just mad because of what they see, and they can't have what you have at the end of the day. So my thing is, build that confidence up. That's what I had to do. I had to build my self-esteem up. And I've been building my weight up. I was 98 pounds for a long time. Oh. Uh, you know, I mean, a long time. A long where time. Where you at now? Where you at? I'm at 107 now, baby. You better go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you better. Listen. Listen, I will switch weight with you any day because, listen, Look, I was sitting here talking about skinny. I'm saying he's skinny. Try not give anything. Be skinny again. I'm but let's and 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 I'm with you on being that number one fan and hyping yeah. yourself up because the one thing I've learned in life, in order to defeat any kingdom that we establish in our life, we have to establish a new principle. And the only way to establish that new principle is to go against what that kingdom stands for. So when you're that person and you lack confidence. And many times we've submitted our confidence to people that don't even have confidence in themselves. So when they are telling you you don't look good or you're ugly, you're this or you're that, you don't understand that that's the reflection they see of themselves. But they know that if they can beat you down enough, they can keep you at that level so they'll never have to face their own. So you have to gain that self-awareness, that self-love. You have to fall in love with and realize I tell people this all the time and people tell me I'm conceited and I love to hear people say it. But I think about that this whole thing. The creator of all creators took time, shaped and molded this. He shaped and molded all of this in his image, in his likeness. Man, come on now. How can we not look at ourselves and be confident enough to say, God, thank you for creating me to be who I am. And I know that takes a while to get there because I haven't always been here. I haven't always been in this space. And sometimes I verbally expressed it, 
but I didn't believe it yet. Well, when you get to that place where your words and your actions match your belief system, man, can't nobody shake you on that. And we need to, we need to talk that type of talk because real humility is an understanding that the creator created me to be me, to authentically be who he designed me to be. And I need to confidently be that. So I like all that. I like all that. Now, you said something else as well. Let me make sure I got this right. You said uh, many people don't know who they are. I had this conversation um, with another young lady, with a young lady, and we were talking about how when you're in school, they always ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? They don't really ask you, who do you want to be when you grow up or who are you? So much emphasis is put on what do you want to be versus who you are. Let's talk about how important it is to know who you are and what knowing who you are gives you access to. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card, as well as it helps support our show. So my take on this is of knowing who you are, it's very vital to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, you don't know who you have in your hands. You don't know who you're going to be able to reach. You don't know who you're going to be able to help. You won't know any of that without knowing who you are and who you are. And so my thing is, you know, when I started, developing a relationship with the Lord greater, I had to understand that Andre isn't just a minister. Andre isn't just a dog trainer. Andre isn't just an author. Andre just isn't, you know, the basic things that people would say that he may be, that they thought he may be. And so when you sit down and understand who you really are and what you really have to offer people, that is really what builds that character up inside of you and lets you know who you really are. And my thing is, when you understand knowing who you are, you live a life that is so effective, a life that is so great, because your mind wouldn't race a lot. My mind yeah. when I didn't know who I was. Because my uh, thing is, when we don't really know who we are, we try to be other people. And so we pick up their spirit, or we do stuff like them. I can even say that, for example, I was trying to be 
a, a, a friend of mine back in that back in that day. I, I would wear glasses and I would, I would do all kinds of stuff like the person would do. And my thing is, I would I didn't even know that until people who were really close to me and meant good for me was like, Andre, you got to be yourself. You just can't be such and such and lady daddy and everybody got to be yourself. And that's why I thank God for my leader for telling me of all the time. That's one thing he talks about all the time is know who you are and Absolutely. who you are. That's his main, that is main focus is knowing who you are. And so when you know who you are, you ain't got to worry about people seeing you at all. You ain't got to worry about people coming at you wrong because you know who you are and what you can and you can't handle. So knowing who you are is a very, very vital key in life. Telling y'all, y'all got to go out and find out who y'all are. Not that, not you being a musician, not you being a preacher, not you being a, a, a driver or whatever it is that you do as a career or a hobby. You got to know who you specifically are. You got to know those main components are. Like me. I know, yes, everybody's, you are that amazing dog trainer. They, they call you a dog whisperer. Oh, you are a, an amazing animal person in the field. You're a minister and, you know, then I know I'm all of that. But what I am is I'm an encourager. I'm a pusher. I'm business minded. I'm I'm different. So it's I'm a warrior. I'm an overcomer. I'm an achiever. You got to really know those things. I'm resilient. I'm. You got to know those things of of what you really are and who you are and who you belong to because it's very vital in life. So that's they need to teach that now in school instead of what you want to be when you grow up. Because my thing, those things change. You might say at grade. Eight. I'm. I'm just gonna be. When I get out of high school, I'm gonna be a, a police officer. But by the time you get out of high school, would you become a whole lawyer? Right. But they don't tell you that of really of who you are. They just ask you what you want to be when you grow up. And sometimes that really don't even define that as well because your mind changes. And I believe if we can begin to do that at a young age, then. It would it would help deal with a lot of midlife crisis because a lot of the midlife crisis syndrome is I've been living my life for everybody and I haven't done anything that I desire to do and now I don't even know who I am. If we can hit that thing a little earlier, we can begin to see people walking in purpose throughout their their entire life versus you know waiting for that midlife crisis as I said to take that shift. Now, let's talk about the books, okay? Um, you were talking about three books. I think it's three or four books working on yep. the next one. Yep. So let's go. Let's, let's hit the, from the first all the way to the latest, uh, to be released. Okay. So the first book, which was released back in 2018, um, which was my book for my business called From Tips to Tales. So this book, again, this book is basically on, um, basic pet care and pet training um, as well. So this book really covers everything you need to know from the beginning of having a pet all the way through training and also certain kinds of training. Um, this book has pictures. It has all kinds of information. It has numbers where you can call certain people. Um, this book is amazing. So um, the book has information in there that people really would not really understand or think of when it comes to their pets, such as having a pet first aid kit. Most people would like, I can get a regular first aid kit. No, there are certain things you need in a pet's first aid kit, different from a human first aid kit. Um, there's also, it teaches you people that, you know, that are, during this COVID time, the people that really don't want to go out and take their dogs out, it teaches you how to bathe your dogs. It'll teach you how to take your dog, uh, nails without cutting quick. It'll show you in the diagram. It shows you, most people don't know there's a dog Heimlich maneuver. So it'll teach you the dog Heimlich maneuver. It's got pictures and everything to it. Um, the book goes over what kind of meds the dog can and can't have. Um, it goes over what food they can and can't have. So, and it tells you why they can't have it. Everybody should know dogs shouldn't have chocolate. One, it's kidney and liver failure, and it also leads to death. It's very toxic to them. It's very toxic to their renal panel, which is your kidney and liver. So, that's the number one reason for chocolate. Everybody should know about chocolate. Other people don't know about garlic and onion. They don't know about yeast. They don't know about xylitol. There's, they don't know about grapes. There's a lot of stuff that the dogs really shouldn't have. Um, and most people are like, wow, I didn't know. I, I thought they were 
no, there's a lot of stuff that they should not be inhaling um, at that point in time. So this book just goes over all of the information, even has a section where you can write your veterinary stuff, your emergency contact information, and all of that in the book so that way you can have that on hand when you either go places or you could put it in something called a, a uh, it's, uh, it's like a Franklin Tiger word, it's called dossier. It's a whole kit when, it's like an emergency kit for pets. When something happens, like a hurricane or a tornado or something, and your pet gets lost, but you have the whole emergency kit that has everything in there for the pet, some paperwork, pedigree forms, it's that record. It has all of that in this um, specific uh, kit. And so when you go to take care of information, take care of business with your pet, everything is there. Um, and so that book is on Amazon, of course, as well. And also, I also have that um, with me as well. So if you want that book, go on Amazon, um, go to the book section and just type in from tips to tales and it will pop up on Amazon. Um, and we just actually reached the inter- that, that, that international best-selling side because um, now my book is in Australia. So that's exciting. Um, I didn't even know it was in Australia the, the other day. So it's Australia. Um, second book is The City of Refuge Changed My Life. I'm an international co-author. We're the number one best-selling international co-author for that book. That book talks about how my church changed my life and how I came from, um, came, came to the city of refuge and how it helped me become a better man that I, that I am today, how it helped improve my business and how that thing helped me overcome those obstacles that I just talked to you guys about. So that's in this book as well. Um, and that book is also on Amazon. Again, it's called The City of Refuge Has Changed Our Lives. Um, if you guys want these three books specifically from me with the signature, you can also reach out to me and I can get that to you. Um, and then the last book, um, third book, rather say, that I just completed, we just reached that, um, number one international bestselling author, uh, co-author of that one as well, um, which is exciting. We reached that 12 hours, um, of it being debut, which is very, very, um, the publisher, Ms. Tamika Hall, she was like, that's very quick for some. And she said, it's hard to really do, but we did it. Um, and that book is the Dare to Stand Out Anthology Project, second edition. Um, and it talks about, um, how we dare to stand out in our lives and what we did to overcome certain obstacles. And if we give you guys three different kinds of principles, um, that you guys can do in your life to help. And like I said, those three things that I did have in that book, I can tell you. One was know who you are. <laughs> one was know who you are. The second principle that I had in that book was overcome your past, your past hurt, your past failures, past mistakes, those hurt, happens, hang up. Overcome all of that. You got to overcome all of that because sometimes we get so stuck in our past that we can't move forward in within the present. And we definitely not going to go to our future with those past or those present moments. Um, and then the last thing was focus forward. We got to learn how to focus forward because if we don't focus forward, we're going to be pushed backwards and we don't want to go backwards and go back into our comfort zone and go back into old ways that we have already outgrown in time. And so those three things um, are three principles that I talk about in the, the Dare to Stand Out Anthology Second Edition Project. Um, and so that book is also on Amazon as well. And you go on Amazon, it's called Dare to Stand Out, and you'll see it with me and the other co-authors of the book. Um, and so that's exciting. And then there's a book coming called Focus Forward Civility. Um, it's my dad's project, also wrote project. Um, and so that's coming. And I'm talking about how to focus forward through entrepreneurship. Um, and so for those that want to be an entrepreneur, um, and a business owner, CEO, um, I, I talk about how to overcome, um, and how I overcame in life to become the entrepreneur and CEO that I am today. And that book will be on Amazon eventually as soon as it's done and it's ready. Awesome. Awesome. Now we're going to segue right into the entrepreneurship side. So let's talk about the entrepreneurship because you brought that up at the end. Uh, you offer a master class. I want you yes, to talk sir. about your master class that you offer. So I offer a business master class. So the business master class, I teach you simply how to really start a business, how to start your business. 
Um, a lot of times people say they want to start a business, but your business that you want to start should not be a hobby. Um, a lot of people get it, you know, a career in a hobby. Um, a career is something that you, one, that you will do li literally for the rest of your life and something that you're literally going to make money for, but it's a necessity in today's market. That's a career. A hobby is something that you do on the side that you do every now and then again. Um, and so we got to, that's the first thing I tell people is you got to learn which one is which. Is it a career or is it going to be a hobby? Um, because if it's going to be a hobby, there's no need to start the business per se because it's not going to do nothing but window for you. You're not going to like that. So I teach you how to really start this going from brick and mortar all the way on up through the ranks of how to actually create this business. And so I teach you what is entrepreneurship. That's the first thing. So you know what entrepreneurship, so you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, because a lot of times we say we want to be an entrepreneur, but we are not ready to sacrifice anything. And sacrificing is a big key word when it comes to entrepreneurship, because those first those first five years is going to be a struggle. I will say that it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be um, you're going to see where you have grown from that first year all the way to that fifth year. And me being in business now for five years, I can truly say that I've grown from my first year up until now because I didn't have a lot of stuff that I did my first year that I do now in my fifth year going into the sixth year. So I teach you all of that in a three-week time frame, and then there's another class after that, um, which is going to be actually um, a bigger uh, program that I'm actually working on, um, which is going to be like a it's going to be like a group or type school type of an academy rather than me use that word. It's going to be an academy. Um, it's going to be a six-month academy where I actually help you take your business that we have started. Now we're going to take that thing and we can really launch you out into the deep and get you out there. Um, so you can really network with people. That's another major thing is networking when it comes to business and getting your business out there. So that's that, that's that business masterclass. So be on the lookout for the next one. Be in 2021. As a health and wellness coach, Gordon Walker Jr. assists his clients in losing weight, gaining weight, or just being fit. He also helps with meal plans. You can reach him at 302-990-8907 or you can visit the website at numa24.goherbalife.com dot com that's numa 24 at goherbalife.com awesome awesome you hit so much I mean, you gave us so much information about starting a business. Even a lot of people don't know that first five years, the struggle that comes with that first five years, you know, because some people think, hey, I came up with a business. I'm incorporating it. I'm getting my LLC if they know that. And everything's just going to be beautiful after that. And it just doesn't after, work yeah. like that sometimes. It doesn't mm -hmm. work like that. You know, you got the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs, but you learn through it all and it's important. But the one thing that I like about with the information you're giving out and the academy that you're starting, this is going to help some of those who are starting out not have to go through some of the things that some of us had to go through, you know, starting out. So that is amazing. So y'all look for that in 2021. Now I want you to talk about your mixer that you have coming up. Is it next week? I believe it is week after next. Next, yep. So I have a business mixer, guys, for those that um, want to be an entrepreneur. If you are an entrepreneur, um, for those that really don't know how to really go about being a business owner or anything concerning business, and you want to come out and support, I'm having a business mixer on December twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Going to be in Milford, Delaware, at the Hampton Inn. Um, it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. There are some amazing, amazing 
entrepreneurs that will be in the building. There will be a guest speaker who will talk about entrepreneurship um, and everything of that good nature. Um, it's going to be a nice food fun fellowship. We're going to connect with each other, build relationships with people in business as well, um, because networking is very, very important when you want a business. You want to know who is in the market with you, but you also want to know, you know, other businesses that are around that can also help boost you as well. Because a lot of times businesses, they don't do a referral thing. And so I like doing referrals. So my thing is if I, if I have a dog painting business, but I know that, sorry, y'all call it my uncle. If I know my uncle has a financial consulting business and I know somebody that has some finance, financial issues and they don't know how to really manage money, where do I'm going to send them? I'm going to send them to my uncle's financial uh, consulting consult, con consultation group because at the end of the day, my thing is because I know this individual and I know that he does great work, I'm going to refer them to go to him. And that's how you keep business going when you can refer other people and other clients to other business owners. And that's how you build a relationship with people and build a rapport because if you offer the services to them, you're going to send services to them. And that's how you build your repertoire. That's how you build your reputation. That's how you build your brand. And that's how you get out there because people know people. And then when people know people, they're going to know you too. So this business mix is going to cover all of that in those four hours. It's going to be fun. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. We're going to network. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a big raffle. There are going to be giveaways from the vendors that are there. So just come out, come have fun. It's going to be COVID style, of course, but come have fun. Bring it past. There's going to be face masks there and it's going to be hand sanitizer there too. But come four to eight if you're not doing anything at the Hampton Inn in Milford, Delaware on December 27th, 2020. Awesome. Awesome. Now, here's what I want you to do real quick. I want you to give everybody uh, your contact information, how they can uh, get in contact with you for business, for ministry, how they can follow you on your social media platforms. Give them their information, how they can purchase your books, all of that. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, you can find me on Facebook um, under Andre D. Hudson Jr. That's my personal page. Um, I do post up a lot of information um, every day, a lot of quotes to encourage you guys. Um, so, you can go on there. You can find me on that. Contact me. Um, you can go on Facebook and find my business page called Doggone Good Training Grounds LLC. Um, you will see a picture of a dog in a circle. That's my logo. You'll see, you'll see the dog, um, a puppy rather say. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at DGDTGLLC18. Um, you can also find me on Instagram under Hudson Jr. underscore Andre. Um, that's my, uh, that's my personal Instagram as well. You can contact me that. You can contact me through my business cell at 302-572-9146. Again, 302-572-9146. 9146. That's my business self. You can contact me. Um, if you want to purchase books, again, you go right on Amazon, go in that book section, and you can type those book names in from tips, from tips to tales, uh, the city of refuge changed our lives and dare to stand out anthology project second edition. Um, if you want personal books from me, um, again, you can call my business self that number or you can inbox me on um, my Facebook or Instagram and I can actually meet up with you. Um, I can sign it and I can give you that copy of that book for you in your hand so that way you can have the paperback copy of the book. Um, if you choose, if you truly desire to have that instead of the Kindle version. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn with Dog, Underdog on Good Training Grounds LLC. Um, it'll pop up. It'll be my, it'll be a logo up there with two ball prints, my old logo, but it'll be up there as well. Um, on LinkedIn. So those are some options where you can actually reach me, um, and find me for any training services, um, or the book, the purchasing of the books. Um, you can also find, um, me if you want to come and visit the city of refuge. Um, you can also find us. We are right here in Dover, Delaware. Um, we are in our building in Dover, Delaware. We are at 15 Maggie's Way in Dover, Delaware. Um, that's where we are now every Saturday at 12 noon uh, for our Sabbath service. Um, and so that way you can come see us and visit us um, and have a great grand time in the Lord. Um, and so we are there every Saturday for 12 noon at 15 Maggie's Day, where my dad, my leader, is the Apostle Apostle Ira B. Rose III. 
Awesome, awesome. Now, I want to ask, I have two more questions for you. I'm going to ask the first question. That question is, you've given us a lot over this, throughout this entire conversation. If everybody was to forget everything that you said from start to now, what is one thing you want them to take away from this conversation? One thing I want you guys to take away, if you get the books, you'll see it in the books, of course. Um, it's one free, and I post it up every day, and I like reminding people about it, that your current condition is not your final destination. That's what I want you guys to remember. I want you to remember that when you're in your moments and you're in these and you're facing these obstacles and you're in your downtime, remember those current conditions that you're in now won't be those won't be the same condition you'll be in at your final stages of life. And so when you are able to sit back and overcome them things, you'll have a life that's going to be full of joy, full of abundance. So I want you guys really to remember that your current condition is not your final destination. Awesome. And here's the last question that I like to end every conversation on. And those who are listening to uh, the What Now podcast, you may have never heard, and you've never listened to Transformation Radio, you've never heard me ask this question because I usually ask it over there. But, Andre, who is God personally to you? Huh. Ooh, that's a wonderful question. Personally, God to me, I mean, that's my dad. And that's the person. He's my dad. He's my comforter. He, he's my everything. Honestly, he's everything to me. I literally, you know, as I grew in God and continue to mature in him, I finally, I realized a lot now that God is truly everything when no one else is around and when no one else is present and when no one else is there. And so mm-hmm. I realized that God is everything. He's, he's my dad. My friend, my lover, my confidant, he's everything to me. And I want you guys to remember that as well, that he's everything to you when people, you know, aren't there. Like I said before, those particular people that we look for, God is everything to you when those particular people that you look for to be there are not there. And you can't count on the particular people. But at the end of the day, I want you to remember that God, like just like to me, he's my everything. He's also you. You're everything as well. Awesome. Awesome. And the reason I asked that question is, is because I believe that every time we encounter individuals, we are encountering another dimension of God. Yeah. I always ask this question because I've interviewed over, probably over 150, 200 people now between both platforms. And nobody has ever answered the question exactly the same. And what I love about that is it helps all of us understand, you know, next week I might be going through something that I can pull your understanding of God from because I've never experienced God in that dimension. And I believe that God is so amazing that we will never fully understand the full complexity of who he is, which is why we need relationships and community. Because that helps us understand and unlock different dimensions of God. So that's why I always like to ask that question because we don't know the people that we are encountering sometimes. But I promise you, every time you encounter somebody, you are encountering God's creation, therefore encountering him. So, Andre, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you coming on, sharing so freely with our listening audience. Listening audience, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to support Andre. You already know if I bring people on this show, that 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 means I believe in everything that they do. It's a little different with this young man. He's It's only been about, I've only probably had between two shows, a handful, about 10, 15 people that I know personally. And I've watched their personal growth. Listen. If you are the place and you're stuck and you're stagnant and you feel there's no way, no hope, no how, you need to hear this young man's story. Because what he looked like before, what he was doing before, man, what God has done, the work that God has done and is doing in his life is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Not perfect because none of us are. But I've watched the group. I've witnessed the group. I've witnessed this thing. So I want you to understand 
that even if you have a business idea, I watched this young man. I watched God take nothing and him being obedient off of the word of God from his leader. And y'all already know how I get down with Apostle Roach. God talk about him on here. He <laughs> took that, applied it to his life, and now has birthed such a great business. And now he's teaching entrepreneurs. And I know he could have never have imagined this years ago that it would have came the way that it came. So I want you guys support him whatever way you can. If you got to purchase the book, if you don't need the book yourself, and sometimes we do need it and think we don't need it, but just in case you don't need it, there's somebody in your life that needs it. Gift it to them, whatever book it is. We're going to put the link to all three books in there. We're going to put the, a link to the city of refuge as well into, uh, Lady Anika uh, information as well, because if you're out there, you're dealing with your hurts, your habits, and your hangups, and you need a place to be restored, then you need to check out the City of Refuge. I'm telling you, I know firsthand. For I know for myself, as that woman said, I don't know. Shout out. I know for myself. I know for myself. I know for myself, y'all. I'm telling you, check them out. Don't you allow yourself to stay stuck and stagnant another day when there's an opportunity for you to experience breakthrough. And the great thing about it is that we have listeners in the United States and around the world. You can connect with the City of Refuge now because it's most of everything that's going on, their Bible studies are virtual. So why not connect now? But make sure you support this young man. Listen, I want you guys to text entrepreneurship to 302-648-5544. Why? Because that lets me know you heard this episode of the podcast. And it gives you an opportunity to enter for the drawing at the end of the month. As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me, to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21-day jumpstart to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation.